When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Can you hear me now? Yes. Can you hear me? Oh yeah, I can hear you. I I didn't have a problem. I didn't have a problem hearing you. I had a problem with my microphone. Yeah, uh, shoot. Part of the world of podcast. You know, you're the first person that I have done on Anchor in almost like three to four months. <laughs> yeah. Same thing with me. I've been doing it all on Skype. Yeah, because it just like Anchor X. It it. it Anchor does what it want to do when it feels like it. So, yeah, sometimes yeah. it's not good. Yeah, so I've been doing, plus been doing video and everything. So that's um, has been kind of it, it, cool doing more video um, podcasting and everything. So how your podcasting doing? Uh, it, everything. It's it's doing okay. We got we're getting like a thousand listens per recording. Yeah, it's not doing too bad. We had a couple of big ones, like Alexis Fox was very popular. Yes, and uh, also, you're now stateside. Yeah, I'm in Houston. 
Oh my good. Oh shit. So yeah, we about to get into all of that. So hello, smokers. And today is a special episode. I'm not gonna go through all the particulars. Y'all know what it is. Who we sponsored by? Actually, I'm talking to one of the sponsors. Actually, one of our oldest sponsors, Eroticism Magazine, the editor, CEO, owner, head photographer, and, and Mr. Everything, Kevin Stoles. Say hello to the to the listeners. Hey, Bobby. Thanks for having me back on again. Hello, everybody out there. No doubt. So, you know, the other sponsors is Blush Erotica, LS World, as well as uh, ExciteBuddy.com. Find me on Fully Swap Radio five days a week. Also, probably on the GW District Black Podcasting Network. So, go over to shopgwdistrict.com and buy from over 500 black owned retailers to shop. Also, find me on Skyhawk After Dark TV.com as well as the BGB app. So, man, I, so the last time we had talked to my wonderful sponsor, he was still in Mexico. So, now tell us. How did you get across the border? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's a it, it was a process, um, you know, as as you know, in 2019, I took ill. And then 2020, we did we had to deal with the uh, everybody dealt with the covid. And yeah. in, in Mexico, we dealt with it for 18 months almost. Um, so we were basically we were we were working with only with people that, you know, I knew that were close by um, my girlfriend who was living with me. We were the only ones that were doing content for the magazine at the time. Um, but we did have contributions from models and other photographers and um, getting across the border was easy. I had to go to immigration um, here in Mexico. I had to prove that I paid my taxes. And I had I had a tax bill that I had to pay. So I had to go to the bank and get a statement from the bank that I did pay it. And I took that to immigration and they gave me a pass to leave the country. Um, and so with that, you know, I presented at the airport and uh, that was it. In two hours, I was here in Houston. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. So how was the transition being back into the United States um, for you? Well, uh, I mean, I'm telling you, it's been 27 years since I've lived here, um, and it's uh, there have been a lot of changes. Oh, yeah, because yeah, it's it's it, one you've been gone for a minute, so <laughs> it's just like when I when I left Durham, and every time I came back, things kind of changed. So I can imagine you not even even being stateside or even seeing what was on this side of the fence. You know, it was kind of, kind of kind of a culture shock almost. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. And then the you know the the new banking regulations and the new uh, um, I mean, we have new bank new banking regulations since I've been here. I had a a hell of a time mm -hmm. opening a bank account, even with a bank that I dealt with before that for many years. Um, finally, I got connected with them, and uh, um, one big difference that I that I note is the medical system here is so screwed up, you know, um, com compared, <laughs> sorry, but yeah, I mean, compared to Mexico and I never like to compare anything to Mexico because Mexico is, is really in, in shambles, but you know, you get sick in Mexico, you know, you may not have insurance. Like my situation was didn't have insurance, but you can go walk into the doctor's office, you wait in line and you go, you go to the cardiologist and you go. 
Here I had to wait two months to get to the cardiologist. I had to wait a month and a half, well, three months actually, to, to get a doctor's appointment. I arrived here in July and my doctor's appointment was the first week in November. So, you know, fortunately I went to the doctor the day before I flew. I got a medical statement from the doctor for my prescriptions and stuff and went to the pharmacy and bought a shitload of medication because uh, in Mexico, my five medications that I do take, uh, they cost me about $26 total uh, for 30 days. And here it costs about $680 for 30 days of the same medications. So, yeah, so I was fortunate. I brought six months worth of medication with me. Um, you know, and I got my health insurance now and, and I'm working off of that. And now I'm waiting for more medical exams. It took a couple of months to get tests, to, to get tests scheduled and stuff. So the, the, the medical system and the, the pharmaceutical here in the U S is so far behind Mexico. You know, I look at the TV and the, the TV commercials are 90%, you know, prescription drugs that they're trying to get the public to ask their doctor to sell them um, or to prescribe to them, you know, and uh, in Mexico, you can't advertise on TV uh, any kinds of drugs, you know, or from drug companies or anything like that, which obviously the trickle down effect is that it keeps the costs lower and it's, it's illegal for doctors to accept incentives to prescribe drugs. So if a, if a doctor gets caught accepting incentives, you know, he, he'll, he could be jailed. And you definitely don't want to be jailed or arrested. But, in but, 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 but when you hear the, the mainstream media screen that our medical system is way better than other countries. Well, it may be better than some countries, but Mexico has the same technology. When I had eye surgery, um, I had uh, a head injury and I had traumatic uh, cataracts uh, on the eyes and I went and I had a surgeon in a Mexican surgeon eye surgeon who comes to the US to train American eye surgeons and he was the one that operated now it cost me three thousand dollars for a surgery that here costs about sixty thousand dollars you know and it was done in a in an incredible environment the, the anesthesiologist was incredible I mean, I can't complain about any of my experiences in Mexico with the medical staff. All well-trained. Uh, my doctor in Mexico City was uh, transferred from Miami to Mexico. You know, he, he was married to an American girl. They got divorced, so they, ex they deported him back to, the, back to Mexico. And he came back to Mexico, and he's now working for a fraction of what he worked for in Miami, but still giving the best possible care. So, you know, we can talk about other countries too. You know, I can tell you that in the UK or France, Germany, some of the best medical is free. Yeah. So, you know, we can, we can talk about all of that. You know, the, that was my, I think the two biggest obstacles I had here was getting reacquainted with the medical system, number one, and number two, the, your FICO score or FICO score, whatever they call it for yeah. credit cards and for loans and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, I obviously didn't have one after 26 years. So, <laughs> exactly. When I was here last, we were, you, we were working on a system that was like you had, you know, a credit, double a credit or triple a credit, 
you know, and we, my wife and I, when we were here, we had AAA credit. We, we had the best credit. We had a hundred thousand uh, dollar personal credit line. And so I'm starting all over again. A credit card company gave me a $200, you know, uh, limit credit card. And it's where I started. So, you know, I'm slowly building my FICO score up and watching it on a regular basis. And uh, I am collecting my retirement, you know, at the same time doing the magazine because the magazine just, it hasn't been profitable yet, but we now have a photographer from New York City, very famous photographer, photographer from New York City and a photographer from Colorado who are on staff with us. Um, we just shot 30 models this week at AVN in Las Vegas. Nice. Because I was going to ask, what, did you have any like photographers working AVNs and stuff? Um, oh, yeah. Since this is the first in person year. Yeah, yeah, we had we had um, we 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 shot some incredible talent this week. Uh, Zarella Skies, uh, Jupiter Jetson, um, Marika Haas, uh, along with some penthouse models, some Playboy models from uh, from last year. Um, and we're looking forward to shooting uh, a lot more talents. You know, more talents like Harley King got in contact with me today, uh, but we were pulling out of uh, AVN today because we had. Uh, our photographer had a commitment in New York. So, but yeah, we did, we did some incredible stuff. So the 2023 lineup is just out of this world. Uh, Monday should be available our January issue with uh, uh, Alana Love on the cover this time. And we've got some great talents inside. We've got Karma RX coming in 2023. Um, and even one of one of the girls that are that have been on your show, her and I have been talking and uh, trying to get her trying to get her uh, photographer or you know get somebody to shoot her. Uh, she said she would be willing to come to Houston, so you know hopefully uh, we'll be able to connect with her and get her. Yeah, in there. now that you stateside, and plus ladies do come to Texas, they do come to Houston. Now you can actually connect with ladies face to face. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. You know, right down, right where I was looking for a, I'm looking to open a studio uh, about a mile from where I live. Uh, and right now in the same property is a, uh, is a recording studio dedicated to rap and hip hop. So, um, and, you know, I was already talking to them. They were really excited to hear that I was planning on being there. They want to do a demo video. So, yeah. So, I mean, that things, things will eventually fall into place. It's been a, uphill battle but i'm i'm glad to be back i'm i'm glad to you know to be here yeah because i know one is being stateside makes business a little easier for you to handle especially hand, hands on exactly um, us also, business yeah and, and and plus on top of that like i said um you know hooking up with models you know face to face or what have you so uh what models have uh they're talking about coming to see you in houston um, her name was uh, Cavelli. Mm -hmm. Oh, Aspen Cavelli. Yep. Yep. Yes. 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 She. Yes, she was on the show. Beautiful young lady. Yeah. She. Was, yeah. She was. She was telling me, and I was. Uh, she sent me some material, but um, unfortunately, it didn't meet the publisher's standards. So, you know, we talked about alternatives. So. And we do, she, I mean, I know she's in Florida, but we do also, my photographer from New York, he's always traveling. We're always at Exotica. 
Um, he's always at, uh, you know, shooting around the country. He shot in Las Vegas this week, shooting in New York this week. He shot in New Jersey the week before. So, so how did you develop your team? Because I mean, was was it, were they already in place when you was in Mexico, or this recently had they, they they fell into place when he, when you got over here? My guy in Colorado, um, he's a writer. He writes for uh, you know for uh, pop magazines and things like that. He writes he writes about uh, the green stuff, um, and and he's a photographer and he's worked with some talents who are were already connected to me through third parties. And so one of my girls asked him if he would uh, shoot her. And from there he contacted me and, you know, from, we developed a relationship that was in Mexico. I was in Mexico and the guy from New York, that's recent after I got back. And it was also a, a model connection. One of my, one of my great good friends up in Ohio, she had been shooting with him and she was really happy with his work. And, she connected us and there was just a click. Definitely. Now, the question that fans will always want to ask, and I have people ask this, is what is the place of magazines now in this day and age when it's just born Well, I think you know, the I think the majority of magazines, except for the ones that do their own pub, you know, their own print publishing like uh, Playboy and Penthouse, all of the rest of the magazines are digital, you know? And so that's, that's where, that's where we are. We, you know, we offered uh, a digital subscription. We offer digital issues. You know, people want to buy individual issues. Um, we're working with one uh, publisher now, Zinio, who happens to be in the UK and they've been, very good to us. We've been working with them for about two years now. Well, no, about a year and a half since COVID. To be honest, we started working with them in the year of COVID. So it's going to be two years in June. We'll be working with them. And um, we're planning on opening with another one uh, where we're recent right now we're we're publishing highlight issues of what's in the full issue. So people can go to issuu.com and they can see our our uh, highlights. They get you know like five photos of each of the models that's in the magazine. The highlight issues are about seventy pages, and they're free. And the published you know issues on Zinio are six ninety nine. Um, they're six ninety nine, and there's thirteen issues. If you want to subscribe, it's thirty nine ninety nine. Uh, and those are issues. Those issues are typically two hundred and fifty pages. So, it's because it seems like what's old is now becoming new again because I'm seeing a resurgence of the adult mag. You know, the fact that, you know, that, you know, of course, it, there's digital, it's online, what have you. Um, I'm pretty sure that y'all do get some sales that are the hard copies. So, why do you think that there's a resurgence of the adult magazine? Well, I think that there there was a slump in the adult magazines when, you know, uh, magazine sales started dropping off and then everybody got into the digital market. And the digital market is actually very big. It's larger than the print market ever was. You know, uh, you know we're looking at, for example, on Zinio alone, uh, we're ranked, we were ranked last week, number 15, the 15th most popular magazine 
out of 240. So we, yeah, so we found, we find that to be, to be flattering above us, of course, are the top publishers, the ones that have gone digital in addition to selling uh, print copies, because there's always a transition period. Like Playboy was trying to do a transition period from uh, print magazine to a digital only, but in the U.S., it was it was not that successful. So in the U.S., they stopped doing that. But in other countries, Playboy has been very successful in the in the digital publications. Sweden, for example, South Africa uh, is another example. Uh, Norway, Germany, those all those Playboy uh, editions all publish digitally, and which is great, you know, because it's uh, it boasts. Uh, that the digital market is coming and the print market is disappearing slowly. The U.S., like Mexico and like other South American countries, is always a little bit behind um, because, you know, we, for whatever reason, technology or or whatever. But, you know, these other countries, they, they're already grabbing the trend. Penthouse is available on, uh, on Zinio. Playboy, the other countries' Playboys are available on Zinio. Uh, and you can also buy on their website a digital publication of Playboy. But um, it's still the most popular option is the mail subscriptions that people receive their Playboy magazine in a brown you know, paper envelope uh, by the U.S. mail uh, and, in, you know, like an anonymous brown envelope. Uh, and the same thing with Penthouse. Penthouse still has the popular We Deliver It to Your Home subscriptions. Yeah, because um, even I remember back in the day when I was growing up, it, it was a source of seeing who, the hottest girls, who was popping in the adult film industry and stuff like that. Because you not just get pinup ladies, you actually get ladies that are in the adult film industry um, that's well known as well as being worldwide, you know, period. Um, how many models do you get? you know, trying to be in a magazine that's international versus home base? Um, well, recently, um, it's not like it was before. When I was in Mexico, believe it or not, I had more models from around the world uh, contacting me, uh, particularly from Russia, from, uh, uh, from Hungary, from Germany. I have, I have shot... Um, Two models in particular from from Germany uh, for our inked edition, and uh, I brought a model to Mexico from Russia, who was a Russian porn star, uh, and she was featured in la one of last year's editions. Um, so yes, yeah, so, I mean, and of course South America is always a big one. I still get lots and lots of people from uh, Venezuela, Colombia, Brazil, and Mexico who contact me to be in the magazine. Like in this this month, you know, we've got Alana Love on the cover in January. Inside the magazine, we've got a Cuban-Asian mix, a tall girl um, who also has a nude food review program. I mean, I, there's it's just a, it's such a large uh, influx of people, you know, taking advantage of the mark, the marketing side of it, because we don't pay our models. You know, people have to understand there's no, there's no pay to the models. The photographers don't make any money. Me, you know, for me, for a month, we make uh, 90 bucks after commissions are paid. 
So that doesn't even cover travel expenses to go do a shoot or anything like that. So it's basically, it's a publicity thing. It's a marketing thing for the models. They get two years of marketing. We, we push them on Twitter. We push them on Instagram. We push them on Facebook. Um, you know, apart from being in the magazine and yeah, because uh, because, because what, what ladies don't understand is that if you in the cover, if you're the cover girl, or you within the magazine, they have to push that magazine. They have to push the girls that's in it. You're going to be seen a lot. Plus, it's a it's because when you're dealing with a magazine, that's different than when you're dealing with own fans. Um, I, I look at it equivalent of having a podcast. You know, exactly. because. Yeah, because the audience that you're playing to is not only broader, but also international as well. So it's oh, yeah. kind of like, you, you know, it, it, it behooves a female to be in a magazine. Oh, yeah. I mean, our 70% of our um, buyers and readers are from the U.S. And the second largest percent is are from the U.K., um, and then the third one largest is from Germany, you know, but if you look at it in respect, you know, in perspective, 150 sales, um, you know, a hundred of them are from the U S and the other 50 are divided up in, you know, 20 other countries. You know, we've had, we've had some really great successes with, uh, with, you know, getting the magazine sales around the world. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. So, 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 when, when are we going to AVN and get in the booth? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, like I told my photographer, it won't be the, obviously it wasn't this year. Um, he was there. We had stickers we were handing out. We had some t-shirts, some crop tops uh, that we were handing out. But um, other than that, we were, it was basically just uh, because we had 30 model shoots program. And that we wanted to get done. We also wanted to connect with some other models. Um, fortunately, you know, I've been talking a lot with uh, Elijah Brin, uh, like I said, Harley King, uh, Valentina Bellucci. There's a lot. There's just a lot of models that we've been talking to about getting um, getting in the magazine, getting publicity. Uh, I mean, and you know what they got to realize too is that it's a free resource for them right now. You know, if you want to be on the cover of Playboy, it's going to cost you as a model $6,000. You know, people are confused. They think that a model gets paid $6,000 to be on Playboy's cover. But unless it's a very famous person that's not in the adult industry that they're trying to get onto the cover or into the magazine, they're not going to pay them a penny. They're going to charge them to be there. Because there's no better publicity for an upcoming model than to be featured on a Playboy cover or to be featured on a Hustler cover or to be featured on a Penthouse cover. I mean, yeah, there's because no... it holds weight even in this day and age, even though it's not necessarily printed. Oh, yeah. It, it, still, it still holds a lot of weight. Because... Yeah, because... No, no, go ahead. We're good. What are you about to say? Our, uh, in, inside the magazine, you know, within the... the model info within the model photo shoot and her info um there's her twitter there's her instagram there's links to her paid content whether it's only fans many videos or whatever so it's all there it's all integrated right into the magazine and all of those links are clickable you know anybody that, that buys publicity their whole their whole publicity is is clickable so yeah, they can because click see, right because see, the thing about it is, is that 
people don't realize even back then when it was print, girls really wasn't getting paid to be in the mags. You know, period. It was to gain exposure. Oh, yeah. On a mass scale. You know, no different than what it is now. Because it's kind of funny. I don't know where the narrative hit where girls getting paid being in some of the magazines. I remember uh, Summer Buddies. It was uh, back when, when the internet was young and girls can make money off of pictures. Some of the buddies did not pay none of the models that they were shooting. No. No, same same thing with, uh, you know, with, uh, what was it, Southern California co-ed, SoCal co-ed. Yeah. Back in the day, that was a a marketing thing for the girls. Yeah. So, So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because that was the whole point of what it was. And then it was either TFP, you know, or 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 it was a deal to where, it, even if they gave them something, they gave them a little bit of something. Oh yeah, like maybe a hundred dollars, maybe two hundred. No, probably a hundred. You know, per yeah. or something. You know, but for the most part, it, it, girls won't get paid for the. <laughs> That's why I said this day and age is different than what it was ten or fifteen years ago, and and ladies don't even understand that. Oh yeah. Now you have the opportunity to make money off of you in ways that was never ever out there. Right. So, and I, I yeah. also think that I, I truly believe that um, the public in general, like our listeners, they would rather pay a girl, um, you know, like a favorite model. They would rather subscribe to their OnlyFans and see the, the person of their liking rather than subscribing to a porn channel and, you know, having a variety of it. I don't know. I could be wrong, yeah. but I think they no, would rather no, see right. the money. They would rather see the money go in directly into the model's pocket. Yeah. I know I prefer that. Yeah. And see, and see, the point being is, see, here's also the psychology of it. If a female is featured in a magazine, it, it gives them a different conversation and gives them a different look. Because now you're looking like a model sex symbol because that's what magazines represent. You know, exactly. you know, because yeah. it like I keep telling everybody, you want to be on everything that is free marketing that will market you in a way into a market that you can't market yourself to. Exactly. That's that's what I keep trying to tell the girls that are in Latin America in particular. They all of their content that they write and their advertising that they write is in Spanish instead of in English. And we all know that, you know, I I know from experience doing uh, doing uh, webcam with my with my girlfriend and with another model. um, The people want to speak to the model. You know, they like that conversation. So what what ends up happening is if they can't communicate with the model because she doesn't speak the at least the English language, you know, I, so many people would connect me. The first thing they would ask is, do you speak English? You know, and if you can't speak English, you're, you're, you're out of luck. Yeah. So, you know, the, the whole thing would be to market to a whole new, a whole new uh, demographic, you know, for the uh, Brazilians, the, the Colombians, the Venezuelans, the Mexicans, the Cubans, don't keep marketing to your, to your local market because Typically, and it's been proven by X videos and Pornhub, Mexicans don't buy or pay for porn and they don't buy or pay for magazines. You know, 
if it's not if it's not free they don't want it you know in yeah. the two years that we're going to go on selling you know if, since 2020 since june 2020 we have only had two people from mexico actually buy us buy an issue two and we were based in mexico so now, see, now, now that's interesting you bring that up right let's let's unpack that because that's why I think a lot of people don't understand even on the porn side of things is that you got to look at different countries, different ways when it comes to your porn, when it comes to your content, or what or what you put out. Of you course, know, and understand what that country does. You know, period. Because, what the buying habits are in particular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because to, to a certain extent, like for example, girls from Venezuela would get off over here. Yes, if they actually knew how to speak English. Because oh, yeah, now for sure. Webcam, plus it's, it's, it's a fantasy or what have you, you know, period. Um, even if they came over here to work in the country, they had work set up, you know, period. Because it, one, just to hear her speak Venezuela, Spanish during the scene would be hot. But, <laughs> yeah. but also it's a different flavor of Spanish. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know that here, like, for for example, where I live in, in Houston, there, there's a big, a big Latin American community. And, you know, so it's really common, and, and particularly when I got here, to find that the people who work in the restaurants, the people, like, for example, I got a delivery from uh, Walmart yesterday, and the driver didn't speak English. So when he came, he was trying to tell me to wait because he still had more bags. And... I understood what he was saying because he was saying it in Spanish, I guess, trying to uh, imagine what to say in English. And so I, I answered him in, naturally in Spanish. And he was like, oh, you speak Spanish. And I was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure, I ain't go for it. You in the spot in Houston. I mean, I'm pretty sure you went to some some ladies. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, there, there are. I mean, I'm, I'm in the hood. I mean, literally, when I tell you, I, I, I moved into the hood, and, I, and I'm happy here. I love it. I mean, it's absolutely, I feel like I'm in my environment from New York and all that. Um, but there is, there is, there is you know, you know it's because of the, the area, there is some, uh, there are some Latin American girls around here. Most of them are from, from Central America, not from Mexico. Uh, but there are some Venezuelan, and there's some Cuban girls here as well, and uh, but the majority of the this area of the community is is uh, not you know not popular. People like uh, my physical therapist called me and you know he said I want to verify where you live and I told him and he was like oh I don't go into that area bro I got to get somebody else to go in there. <laughs> it was like <laughs> yeah you live in the hood yeah you do. I live I live in the hood and uh, it's it's an area that's called Greens Point and it was nicknamed Guns Point. Yeah, you're in the hood if it's named Guns Point. That's, yeah, that's well, we've, we've had gunfire outside the window here a couple of times, and uh, we've had that. We had a police raid here one day. I mean, we had the place filled with tear gas one time. So it's uh, <laughs> it's that. I mean, I'm, like I said, I, I I feel comfortable going out and walking at night. I've made a lot of friends, you know, that live here in the same complex, and uh, and some that have left but come back to drop their kids off to go to school and stuff. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really content here. I feel like I'm in my environment, and uh, you know, I love the girls of color. I, it just doesn't matter whether they're 
Latin, whether they're they're black or whether they're Asian. I'm just a fan of um, you know that olive skin. Now I'm gonna ask you this as a photographer, as a magazine man, what have you? Because I always talk about ladies' pictures, and what I mean by pictures is the type of pictures that they post. Mm -hmm. That a lot of ladies do not take the time to go get professional shoots done or shoot their pics professionally. And they don't understand the importance and, and the look of having a professional shot versus your little selfie, what have you. So as a photographer and a magazine guy, explain to the ladies why if you're, you want to be taken seriously, you need to have those type of pictures in your arsenal. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, today it's much more reasonable than it was when I was in New York. I mean, in New York, for shooting 11 pairs of jeans, for a designer, we got $7,000. Um, and that was like a half a day's work. And today, you know, and today you could probably get a shoot for a couple of hundred dollars um, and end up with, you know, 24 good, good, you know, good quality pictures. The difference between shooting professional and shooting, you know, having somebody just come in and shoot your content is there's a lot of factors. One is that a professional photographer typically doesn't put his camera on automatic like the consumer would and take pictures based on what the camera is interpreting. He would be taking pictures like I do, you know, on manual settings, specifically yeah, settings. Right. That, that, that's how I shoot. I, I, don't, I don't do no automatic shit. Yeah. <laughs> you set the correct, what you select the correct uh, color temperature for the lighting that you're using. Um, and you make sure that, you know, your shots are good. Yeah. So, and, and, and like I said, it just makes the girl look a certain way. Oh, yeah. And you of know, course, having a, having a professional photographer's name stamp on your photos um, also brings, you know, a different level. The photographer's willing to promote you because he spent the time to create a, you know, a perfect image. And he, he you know, for me, I don't do a lot of Photoshop. I'm not big into Photoshop. I'm more into the model having the right wardrobe, the correct poses, the, the correct lighting, um, and then just correcting simple things like maybe she's got a scar that we don't want, you know, that we don't want to show like a scar on her ankle, um, or maybe she's got some pimples that day. Uh, but I mean, th there's key things that people don't think about. You know, I saw that recently um, with even with a photographer shoot, you know, that a girl submitted to me that a professional photographer supposedly shot. And you could tell just by the series of images and the camera settings that all of those photos were taken on automatic because they all had different yeah. shutter speeds, different apertures, different uh, ISOs. And, you know, you could tell right away that they weren't they weren't professional. So I had to spend a lot of time editing them afterwards before they go into the magazine. Um, yeah. and, you know, and it just it, it's just not good for your image to create crap. You know, pardon my pardon my frankness, but what happens is if you want people to pay you, then you have to behave like a professional and you have to you have to work like a professional, you know, and, you know, the people rely so much these days. Uh, and I know the girls are probably the most guilty of it. They rely so much on Twitter and Instagram to, for sales. And I used to be the same way. I used to rely on Twitter. Um, years ago, and I used to get a good return on on it. But today, Twitter 
for the last couple of years, Twitter's been really broken as far as marketing adult entertainment. We're all every every adult entertainer, whether you they know it or they don't know it, even some of the PR companies are blocked from search results. They're blocked from suggestion. Um, so when people go in, like I go in looking for a model's Twitter that we're shooting or that we shot, and I can't find it. Same here. Same here. Yeah. So I mean, the, the whole the whole problem is that. And I used to get eighty percent, ninety percent of my website traffic used to come from social media, and I turned that around. And I don't tweet as much. I don't post on Instagram, you know, three or four times a day. And I get 95% of my traffic comes from Google search and it's from writing quality articles and publishing quality articles, not only on your own website, but also on other websites. It was, it's a service that we offer the models who appear in the magazine. We, we, you know, we offer to put an article on the website that drives traffic to their content and to their Twitter account, if they want their Instagram and their paid content sites. Um, and those are the tools that actually are working today better than so well, better than social media as far as Twitter's concerned. And we all know what's been happening with Instagram. Many uh, people in the adult industry have been, myself included, have been losing their Instagram accounts. I lost my, I lost my uh, photographer account. Yeah, I recently lost an uh, Instagram account. Yeah, and I mean... I never published. I, I never published anything nude on Instagram. Everything was always, you know, covered. And you see, you see, that's why. Um, part of being a business owner is finding the other ways of doing it. Like even with me, like even with the podcast, I always repost stuff on Good Pods. Um, I. Shoot, I use Facebook when I can. <laughs> and start back using Tumblr, what have you. Then it's Smutified and LSWorld.com, one of the sponsor shots out LSWorld.com. You know, and then of course, you know, people use Fat Life. So it's kind of, it's, to be honest with you, it is harder to promote adult shit now because it was the point I had to deal with one of my, you know, shit being. One of my videos being taken down, and it, we, it was nothing being done in the video on Spotify. Well, the same thing. The same thing happened to me on YouTube. I I posted uh, a behind the scenes uh, video on YouTube on our YouTube channel, um, yeah. but it was completely in, dressed in lingerie. There was no sexual yeah. content. There's no sexual implications or anything. But they closed my account because of it. Um, you know, and they didn't close it because of adult comment content. They closed it according to their their email was for for spam. <laughs> so I post one. I posted one video and they called it spam. I didn't send it to anybody or anything because well, my channel was known. But yeah. uh, no, no, it was just it's just unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's crazy because I was like even with Spotify, I was kind of crazy because even to the point that like I said in the Premium smoke room, the girls get a little loose. It, it, it only touched one video from there. And and I understood why, because the girl was using the dildo. But it says in the bylaws, 
you know what I'm saying? I, I read the bylaws that as long as it ain't something to do with sexual gratification, she could probably be their topics or what have you. But the videos that they messed with recently had none of that going on. They were actually the free ones, the one that everyone could see. So it's kind of like, to me, I'm like, wait a second. Why y'all messing with those? I can understand the other ones, but it is what it is. I'm, and here's the sad part. I can't even contact them to dispute it. No, and that's the that's the thing. Like that's even now with part. yeah, and even now with Twitter, if you if you try, you know, you put in an appeal in, it takes years. I mean, my one my eroticism magazine account got suspended in December two thousand twenty. Mm-hmm. And I got it back in 2022. That's how I long swear. it took him. That's how long it took him to reactivate my account. Yeah, because like I said, he's just. Uh, there's it's, nothing. There's nothing that we can do about the the changes that are that were that were coming. You know, it started in the Trump administration. It's continued through the Biden administration from the Republican side. And I never like to talk about politics, but, you know, if you look at what's going on with the Republicans and, you know, they're getting rid of, uh, you know, legalized abortions uh, and some states are worse than others. Florida wants to uh, have a no porn rule, you know? So, I mean, it's it's getting... I I, I saw uh, Louisiana, I think it's one of the states, Louisiana made it to where you came. Search porn. <laughs> I said, "Okay, this is becoming stupid." Well, that's you know what I'm saying, saying, you know. And <laughs> this is this is where you know this is where we're going, and it's sad. You know, it's really sad because we evolved from this in the 1960s and the 1970s. We we evolved from porn being illegal, you know, or porn being uh, you know demonic, so to speak, and now you know into it being a legal business, you know, yeah. and, you know, as long as there's no uh, child pornography and no... Uh, no, because, because if you really want to go there, if we're going to talk real shit, like, you have a shortage of uh, nurses, shortage of people that's working, and if you look at it, it's a lot of the shit that women do, right? Oh, yeah. It, it was an influx of motherfuckers doing OnlyFans. <laughs> exactly, especially when COVID hit. When COVID hit, OnlyFans exploded. I mean, it was the only thing that launched their business into a new, into a new world. And then they wanted to cut porn out altogether. And you know, I guess when they sat back and they looked at it, you're, they were talking about losing millions and millions of dollars a month uh, by closing porn out of their out of their platforms. But yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it would have been just stupid. It would have been the worst business decision in the world. And yeah. you know, you look at all the production studios that have moved from California to Canada, you know, and the same thing is going to happen with Florida now. The porn companies are going to leave Florida. They're going to go to they're going to go to Canada, where there's no where they don't have these problems. And, and like I said, man, it's it's just interesting how uh, it's tough to be a sex worker, even as a podcaster. Oh yeah. <laughs> Even as a magazine magazine uh, owner. It's just oh, crazy, yeah. 
you know, you have to, you have to protect yourself at, at all times, you know, and then you've got the, the problem with unscrupulous people that are still in the business um, or I shouldn't say they're still in the business, but they come into the business thinking that, you know, porn today is what it was in the sixties where, you know, the porn producer was just screwing the model before or after the, the, the taping. And it just, you know, just doesn't work that way anymore. Yeah. But see, but see, people still want to believe in that fantasy. Oh yeah, of course. They still want to believe in that fantasy. That's what it is, but it's not anymore because it's opened up to the average motherfucker to jump in. Oh yeah, and now with the new with the new cameras, with their on the new phones, with the new camera uh, yeah. quality and stuff, everybody thinks they're a photographer, you know. And yeah. you know, there's nothing like going to school for four years and learning the business you know, before jumping in with both feet. And it's not about the equipment. You know, I don't care if you're rich and you can go out and buy the, you know, buy a $10,000 camera. It's not the camera. It's not the lens. It's the photographer. Yeah. You know, and, and after the photographer, it's the lighting. And then after the lighting, it's the lens. So, you know, people get so caught up in, you know, I even saw a, a content creator posted on her thing. I bought two Sony you know, mirrorless cameras. Good. You invested $6,000. Who's going to shoot you? You're going to shoot yourself with that, <laughs> with that camera. You know, who's going to, who's going to do your lighting and stuff. And, and, uh, and the, although some of her stuff does look good, obviously taken by a third person, but yeah. you know, it's, it, it's still not the same. No. Cause like I it's, said, you have photographers who are great. And do you have photographers who was great with Adobe? <laughs> exactly I, and you know and those aren't photographers they're designers yeah you know they're designers i i don't use i mean most everybody that knows me knows i don't use photoshop if it can't be fixed in lightroom that's tough mm -hmm. you know now, actually this this issue it, it, because um if, if anything i'm using sharpness contrast and saturation i'm not and i might I might what, what they call crop it, depending upon how I shot it. Oh yeah, but of I'm not doing too much Photoshop shit because you, you, females don't realize they still people will still see the naturalness of you, even though it's a photo. Exactly. You know, it's not you. Yeah. And, and that's what that's what we like to present in the magazine: the real person. You know, we don't we don't like to you know create the fantasy model we would we think that people today really appreciate seeing the true model and if they're going to go on your they're going to go on your only fans or your many vids and they're going to and they're going to see you or they're going to watch you on webcam they're going to see the real you so do you want to fake you you know to, to portray you in a magazine or in your publicity and then them come on and see the real you no you want to sell them on the real you you want people that respect you for who you are and are going to pay you for doing what you do. Yes. So boss man, I done held you up on here for almost an hour and we didn't got some good knowledge on photography and y'all need to go get a subscription to Rossism magazine. Like I've been telling y'all it's great, 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 just great. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just great it, for the pages, the lasers in there, the shots. I interviewed a few of them, and um, I'm 
join this partnership that I got with my man here with Mr. Stoles. I enjoyed it. We're going to keep it going. He will be back. So, Mr. Stoles, tell everyone where they can find and purchase a subscription, a monthly subscription to Eroticism Magazine. Well, they can visit our website at eroticismmagazine.com or they can go to our publisher, which is uh, zinio.com slash eroticism uh, magazine. And uh, they can subscribe or they can buy individual issues. We have current issues. We've got past issues. We've got subscriptions for upcoming issues. So, and actually one of our popular sales each month is always past issues. People see, you know, a, a model on a cover that they happen to like and, you know, from our past and they, they buy that up, which was, which we still feel is great that after two years, magazines are still selling the old ones. So, um, yeah. We're working on improving every day. We're getting better models. Like I said, this this 2023, the first half of 2023, we're going to have some incredible content, incredible inked models for our special edition. And we're going to do a special black and white vintage style um, issue uh, probably sometime around September. Uh, oh, and we have a great back to school issue planned. So you're not going to you're not going to want to miss any of this year's stuff. Like I said, we've got Marika Haas, we've got Jupiter Jetson, um, we've got Zarella Skies coming uh, to, and we've got a couple of, we got a model from Russia who we shot yesterday. Uh, I got another redhead that I just got, I just got today. So if you visit our uh, Instagram or you visit our Twitter, you can see some of the behind the camera videos of the girls that are going to be coming at you. Uh, Jupiter Judson, one of my f absolute favorites, beautiful redhead. And I, I just have a thing for redheads. <laughs> <laughs> me, me, me too. Me too. Yeah, don't, yep. Love me so yeah, so you just, you got to hook up with us. Visit the magazine at eroticismmagazine.com. Every, every uh, issue is on the front page of the, of the website. You click on the issue that you want to check out and you go right to the website. Don't worry about it. Um, it's like no frills. So, and of course we have our news section, porn news. You can go in there and look at all the porn things that are going on. You can go into our model section where we have past, present and future models featured there as well. So, you know, you're not going to want to miss out. It's free. The website's free. Everything on there is free. Just buying the issues is what costs you. So, Hopefully we'll, we'll see you on the website. Always open for comments, Bobby. You know that people can uh, DM me on Twitter. They can DM me on Instagram. Just don't DM me. Hi. Or, you know, <laughs> the, the famous, the famous one for me is, you know, Hey babe, you look really good. And they're like, Hey, I'm not a babe. I'm a guy. <laughs> I've been getting that too, though. Don't yeah. No, <laughs> it, I, I says dude on my shit, but they actually think that I'm a chick. Yeah, they see they see the content online and they're just like, oh, that's definitely a girl. <laughs> Most definitely. So with that being said, people, we came to an end of another one. And you know how we end these things every day. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience if you haven't learned anything? Smoke this over. Thank you for coming by, sponsor. Word. Thanks for having me, Bobby. We really appreciate it. Y'all have a good night. Black Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. 
Shop the very best in men's and women's apparel and accessories, home decor, office supplies, books, pantry items, and so much more. The GW District is a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. We're both veteran and black-owned, and we're bringing you the best online shopping experience with products made by small businesses. Come and experience the GW District difference today at shopgwdistrict.com. That's shopgwdistrict.com. The GW District, a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. That's right. That's right.